0: Welcome to episode 44 of AI.Cooking, a podcast about artificial intelligence. Hello, Chippy Chuckly Chortles! Welcome to AI.Cooking, episode 44, a podcast about... Artificial Intelligence. I am Gregory William Forsyth Foreman from the Kingdom of Kent, who brings you news about artificial intelligence from the second half of November 2022 and Two Corners History and Knowledge. Ah. I shall give you a very quick update on the personal news about me. I have sold pub number three. Yes, sold. Out of my life. Woo. Yes, it's gone. There we go. Done. Two pubs now to focus on. Two kids, two pubs. Everything is in balance. Who could argue? Not me. Not going to do that. Never. I went to a lovely christening this morning at a church and and saw a whole church of england's church service which was mm, oh did it warm my cockles did it such yes but you haven't come here to hear about god no, no, you haven't. You've come here to hear about an artificial god. To submit news items to us. Yes, we're always very welcome. If anyone's got any news items, send it our way. We'll sling it in. We we can talk forever about this stuff, can't we? Let's face it. Or to give us feedback for free. Please tweet us at, at CSB or at Gregory Hoy. That is G-R-E-G-R-I-H-O-Y. We are also in Fediverse, also known as Mastodon. No, Mastodon just just the, the system that is working underneath the Fediverse. The Fediverse... That is the strongest way to put across how wonderfully awesome social networking can be. And are there trolls? Yes. Is there authentication of humans? No. Will there ever be, maybe, probably, I don't know, an AI will sort that out for us, won't it? Where are we? Oh yes, we're at noagendasocial.com, as at CSB and at GWFF, G-W-F-F. My four names, one word. How do you say it? You decide. To send us feedback via boostergrams and by the way to send us bitcoin ah beautiful bitcoin it's on sale buy some Best kind of currency you can own, that's for sure. Nothing on the show should be considered investment advice or a recommendation. If you choose to invest in any of the stocks mentioned, you should know that it may carry risk, along with the risk of a loss of principal. You should also seek out professional financial advice for your particular situation. We assume no risk as these are not to be considered recommendations. In the form of Bitcoin Lightning, please use one of Podcasting 2.0 podcast apps from newpodcastapps.com. All feedback is welcome. Yes, it is. Good to welcome feedback. Hey, if you want to moan at me about something, now you know where to find me. And... As Elon has taken over Twitter, I am spending a little bit more time on there, I have to say. And I'm enjoying myself, to be fair. I quite like Twitter these days. Seems a bit more freer, a bit more open. That leash has been let out before it gets yanked back in. Hey, you, human, authenticate yourself. Uh, um, one other thing, I have had a bit of a sore throat this last week. And although I've been drinking lots of lem sip that's lemon and tea and stuff, um, and coffee, and beer, uh, you might notice that it is a little croaky, but that's okay, man. So I can go full NPR on you, innit, bruh. I mean, today we have in AI news... Maybe I should do the whole show like this. It would actually do me a favour if I did do the whole show in a sort of Larry from That Larry Show-esque voice. Do you think I can get down there? Oh, oh, and before we get started, there is one other thing. I've been nominated to be Santa Claus at my daughter's Christmas fete at a school. Ha <laughs> Santa Claus, and I'm 34. I ain't got the belly, even though I've been training for weeks now by drinking a lot. Yeah, got the beard, I guess. They'll put one on me. I can't, I mean, I'm not really, she doesn't like, my wife doesn't like men with beards. She doesn't like the feel, the rough feel on her cheeks and such. Our first news item is Zoom boosted by AI. Zoomtopia, sounds like a Disney film, it isn't, (laughs) is a yearly event. So Zoomtopia 2022, the yearly event where Zoom Video Communications Incorporated is on Unveiling new innovations to power modern work experiences and celebrate the future of communication and collaboration. I'm not a big fan of Zoom, I have to say. It's really creepy how it just sort of turned up when the old pandemic started. The most recent pandemic. Not the monkey box thing, the one before it, your silly sausage. The what a lot, a lot of other people call the planemic. <laughs> I don't know. Is there any evidence to, to support such a theory? Yes, there's lots of it. Are we gonna put our stock behind it? No. What do we believe in? AI and Jesus, but AI maybe an AI Jesus. <gasps> That could be the end times, couldn't it? We're not there yet. I think we're a good thousand years away from that. So relax. Sit back. Listen to my voice, future. It's all good. It's all good. Background information. Zoom is one of top three most popular teleconferencing or communication software programs in the world. The other two are... Microsoft Teams, heard of that, and Cisco WebEx, not heard of that, must be some super secret corporate stuff, I use Jitsi, I love Jitsi, it's open source, who can complain about that, open source stuff, I'm on Jitsi all the time, at meet.jit.c forward slash no agenda, if you can't get in, then you don't know the password, you obviously don't know that ITM lowercase or uppercase could be the password. For example, Apple Inc. is using Cisco Webex internally, but Microsoft Teams, being a part of Office 365, also is widely popular in enterprises. We think that Zoom, however, is the most technologically advanced, other less Popular teleconferencing software are Google Meet. That is part of Google workspace. New enterprise service offering from Google and Jitsi. Hey Jitsi, free and open source based! That can run also on private Linux servers, so is popular for private usage yeah there you go if you want your privacy maintained you know where to go open source for privacy i don't know go figure since the time when pandemic broke down in march 2020 more and more people still work from home so teleconferencing software has become extremely crucial. As it is for many people, the only channel to communicate in real time with co-workers. Yeah, can't use the facts no more. Uh, Facts and paging, what a time to be alive. Anyways, during Zoomtopia 2022, main novelty from the point of view of artificial intelligence was this. Quote, Zoom Virtual Agent Zoom Virtual Agent is an intelligent conversational AI AI, AI, ooh and chatbot solution that uses natural language processing and machine learning to understand and quickly resolve issues for customers Zoom virtual agent works around the clock on multiple support channels to deliver fast, personalized customer experiences, reduce call volumes to human agents, and drive significant operational efficiencies for businesses. Zoom virtual agent available in early 2023, Q1, 2023, Q1, that's what early means, could be Q2, probably Q1, can be fully integrated with Zoom Contact Center and will also be offered as a standalone chatbot solution end quotes just had a little thought whilst i was reading that there bit of the old transcript how long is it before we have sex lines run by ai and do we already have sex lines run by ai you know those those um when you're lonely and, and the internet can't provide you with enough feedback to get you off. When you ring up that thing and you pay an exorbitant amount of money to hear a lady breathing heavily down the phone. Or a man. Lady or a man. In other news, popular transcript-generating tool, Descript.com, launches new version with many features. Descript raises... million Series C led by OpenAI Startup Fund and transforms video editing with new release. Is there anything this OpenAI people don't have their hands in? No, of course not. Their press release says the following. Descript, the simple, powerful, full workflow video and audio editor Today announces a $50 million Series C round led by Open AI Startup Fund to support and accelerate AI integration into creativity. Hmm. Come on and jump on board and be creative with me, AI. Andreessen Horowitz, Redpoint Ventures. Spark Capital and Daniel Gross, uh, Gross also participated in the round. In addition, Descript launches its biggest product update ever. Packed with more than 30 new visual and AI-powered editing features, the redesigned Descript... Promises to make editing video as easy as editing a dock or slides. Still got a long way to uh, get me on board then, because I can't do either of those things. I'm a bit stupid. For too long, creators have been faced with a choice. Make video using simple tools with limited capabilities, or spend months if not years, learning complex legacy tools that require extensive training. Descript removes these barriers, equipping creators and communicators with a single intuitive tool that's also a fully powered end-to-end production app. The stage is set for video to take its place alongside text as something everyone uses to create and communicate. The only things holding it back are the tools, said Andrew Mason, CEO of Descript. With the new Descript, we've replaced the drudgery of timeline editing with a tool that's as familiar as the word processor. So you can make, edit and share video without breaking your creative flow. Yeah, oh, do I hate breaking the old creative flow? Oh, Drives me mad. This is good, though, isn't it? Is it? Is it good? It means that multiple millions of people can edit on the fly very quickly and we can understand and, and, and cater to their narcissistic tendencies. Descript's new editing magic starts with scenes, a visual method for making video that's as intuitive as making a slideshow. Scenes complement and compound the power of Descript's core transcription-based editor, which already revolutionized podcast editing. Oh, I should probably use this. Could save me hours in my fortnightly duties Descripts adaptability allows any creator in any type of workflow to create anything from a simple screen recording to a sophisticated narrative with multiple layers of video b-roll audio with video and audio effects Transitions, and everything else they'd get from a more complicated legacy tool. In addition to a complete redesign around scenes, Descript is launching over 30 powerful new features, including... Premium stock media. The tool now includes free access to millions of premium stock videos, images, sound effects, and music tracks. Templates. Select from a gallery of great-looking layouts, title sequences, and social clips, or creators can make their own. Multi-Track Screen Recording Descript's recorder is now integrated into the editor with separate tracks for screen and camera Green Screen Creators can put their videos in any setting they want with Descript's AI background removal capabilities Write mode. Creators can use Overdub to write their script in scripts while laying out visuals as they go. Then they can choose one of the ultra-realistic text-to-speech voices or swap it out with their own recording. Uh, By the way, I am available for any text-to-speech voices if anyone wants a decent voice that don't sound just like a computer. The core features... Functionality and magic Descript is known and loved for all remain, including overdub, studio sound, automatic filler word removal, easy social video clips, subtitles, screen and webcam recording, exporting and publishing, and collaboration! The new version of Descript is available to download at www.descript.com. Thirdly, Notion AI announced. Notion is a note-taking software platform designed to help members of companies or organizations manage their knowledge for greater efficiency and productivity. It's available for web, macOS, Windows, iOS, and Android. CEO of Notion has written in their blog. Here are some examples of how teams and individuals can use Notion AI. Let it tackle that first draft. The first word can often be the hardest one to write. Instead, ask Notion AI to handle your first draft about a topic and get some ideas for you to turn into something great. Spur ideas and creativity. Instantly get a list of ideas about anything. This can help you be more creative, surfacing ideas as a jumping-off point, or some you wouldn't even have thought of. Act as your hawk-eyed editor. Whether it's spelling, grammar, or even translation, Notion AI catches mistakes or translates whole posts to help ensure writing is accurate and actionable. Summarize a long meeting or document. Instead of sifting through a garble of meeting notes, let Notion AI pull out the most important points and action items. Really, Notion AI, in present form, is your teammate before, during, and after the writing process. Do you know, know, I'm actually going to start writing my own, uh, helpy little AI people down. And I'm going to do that, right now, in my own little notepad, by writing, Notion AI could help you, you silly fool. Caps, all caps, use it. Exclamation mark. Oh, and while we're here, let's get my little notepad document about my coffee table book. When I listened back to, I think it was the last one, and I was going on about a coffee book table, what on earth is a coffee book table? I meant coffee table book. (laughs) Oh, and while we're at it, um, yeah, turns out Elon Musk actually does have Aftershave. (laughs) So you don't need to hire me, Elon. (laughs) You've obviously got it going on with what you're doing anyway at the moment. So you, you just have at it. Maybe we'll meet in a later date. Fourthly, NVIDIA says it is working with Microsoft to build massive cloud AI compute. Reuters is reporting on the scene, boots on the ground. Reuters, U.S. chip designer and computing firm Nvidia Corp. said it is teaming up with Microsoft Corp. to build a massive computer to handle intense artificial intelligence computing work in the cloud. Uh oh. <laughs> good news good news it's good news right for the future it's good news is it i don't know it is it is it's good news convince yourself of that keep selling yourself that it's good news the ai computer will operate on microsoft's azure cloud using tens of thousands of graphics processing units or gpus oh that's where they've all gone (laughs) you can't get one for love nor money actually i don't know if you can Uh, Because I've not tried since I bought mine. So maybe I should try again soon. If someone wants to lend me £2,000, I'll get a brand spanking new one and put it to good use playing Call of Duty. In all seriousness, I, uh, I am thinking about playing Call of Duty again. The new one's out. People are talking about it. There's AI involved. Maybe it'll come up here later, I doubt it. But maybe it will. NVIDIA's most powerful H100 and its A100 chips. Ah, so they're not the consumer ones. Okay, well, that's fair enough. NVIDIA declined to say how much the deal is worth. But industry sources said each A100 chip is priced about... $10,000 10000 to $12,000. What? Wow. Yikes. Imagine how much Call of Duty you could play with that. And the H100 is far more expensive than that. And they're using tens of thousands. You do the math. That's a lot. Mm. We're at that inflection point where AI is coming to the enterprise and getting those services out there that customers can use to deploy AI for business use cases is becoming real. Ian Buck, NVIDIA's general manager for Hyperscale and HPC told Reuters, we're seeing a broad groundswell of AI adoption." and the need for applying AI for enterprise use cases. In addition to selling Microsoft these chips, NVIDIA said it will partner with the software and cloud giant to develop AI models. Buck said NVIDIA would also be a customer of Microsoft's AI cloud computer and develop AI applications on it to offer services to customers. Mmm, come service the customers. Yum, yum. Fifthly, the Register reports. Tesla reports two more fatal autopilot accidents To the NHTSA. Ugh. 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 Sucks, man. Human life is is a precious thing, and it sucks when people die. But that's that's just where we're at, and it you know lots of people gonna be dying for this stuff. And ultimately, I I suppose it serves to empower and and make stronger and better and more efficient. ...a small subsection of humanity, so... Um, ...yeah, that's the decision that's just been made, isn't it, really? My heart goes out to, your yeah, people that died. It really does. Well, but people who love the people that died, I suppose. My heart can't go out to the dead people. That's They're already in the next realm. Tesla's automated driver assistance system, or ADAS, is coming under fire again with the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration reporting two new fatal Tesla accidents in its monthly ADAS crash report. Since mandatory reporting began in June 2021, the NHTSA has recorded 18 fatal accidents it said involved ADAS systems. All but one report involved a Tesla. N-H-T-S-A has reviewed these crashes and is conducting appropriate follow-up. N-H-T-S-A uses many data sources in its enforcement process, the agency told Reuters. The N-H-T-S-A began collecting data on ADAS accidents involving Levels 1 and 2, the latter of which includes Tesla's autopilot in June 2021. Mandatory reporting began due to a general order from the agency requiring all auto manufacturers with ADAS technology to report any and all accidents involving said tech. Uh, what a downer. Ugh, sucks. Let's move on. That's all we can do, in it, really? Move on and do the best. Put your best foot forward at all times. That's that's, that's your choice you got. You have confidence knowing that that foot that you put forward is the best one you can do. Take a leaf out of my book, that's what I do. ZDNet reports, Intel's new deepfake detector can spot a real or fake video based on blood flow in video pixels. Oh, okay. Right, that's interesting. In recent years, more and more deepfakes have littered the internet. Pieces of synthetic media that can take an image or video and use someone else's face or voice to create a new fake image of people or currencies. And chances are you've already seen one and didn't know it was a deepfake. Yes, have you seen the news? Most of that's deepfake, I guess. Allegedly, according to sources familiar with the matter. The very real looking characteristics of deepfakes have allowed for many instances of misinformation, Urgh! hoaxes, Urgh! and fraud to disseminate online. Urgh. In response, Intel has announced a new technology called Fake Catcher to detect deepfake media with a 96% accuracy rate. Seven! Sebastian Ruder, on his website, ruder.io, in his article entitled, The State of Multilingual AI, writes, This post takes a closer look at the state of multilingual AI, how multilingual are current models in NLP, computer vision, and speech. What are the main recent contributions in this area? What challenges remain, and how can we address them? Models that allow interaction via natural language have become ubiquitous. Research models such as BERT and T5 have become much more accessible, while the latest generation of language and multimodal models are demonstrating increasingly powerful capabilities. At the same time, a wave of NLP startups has started to put this technology to practical use. And his article concludes... While there has been a tremendous amount of progress in recent multilingual AI, there is still a lot more to do. Most importantly, we should focus on creating data that reflects the real-world circumstances of language speakers and to develop language technology that serves the needs of speakers around the world. While there is momentum and increasing awareness that such work is important, it takes a village to develop equitable language technology for the world's languages. Masakain, let us build together in Isisulu. To read his full article, go to website ruda.io. That's... R U D E R dot I O eight 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 Oz Technica Reports New Meta AI Video Demo Writes Racist and Inaccurate Scientific Literature <laughs> Gets pulled <laughs> <laughs> you got a laugh, haven't you? <laughs> On Tuesday, Meta AI unveiled a demo of Galactica, <laughs> a large language model designed to store, combine, and reason about scientific knowledge. <laughs> oh, this is classic! Well done, Meta. <laughs> While intended to accelerate writing scientific literature, adversarial users running tests found it could also generate realistic nonsense. <laughs> oh, God. That's, that's a winner. <laughs> After several days of Ethical criticism. (laughs) Meta took the demo offline. (laughs) Several days it took. (laughs) Reports MIT Technology Review. Large language models or LLMs, such as OpenAI's GPT-3, learn to write text by studying millions of examples and understanding the statistical relationships between words. As a result, they can author convincing-sounding documents, but those works can also be riddled with falsehoods and potentially harmful stereotypes. Some critics call LLMs stochastic parrots for their ability to convincingly spit out text without understanding its meaning. Awful thing that, isn't it? Terrible. What will we do? Ah, darn meta. You're just making it worse. Fix it, Mark. Come on, Zuck. Prove to us you don't suck. The Zuck doth suck. Number nine. MIT News at their website, news.mit.edu reports. Solving brain dynamics gives rise to flexible machine learning models. Last year, MIT researchers announced that they had built liquid neural networks inspired by the brains of small species, a class of flexible, robust machine learning models that learn on the job and can adapt to changing conditions. Oh, this does not bode well for humans, or does it? maybe, (laughs) for real-world safety-critical tasks, like driving and flying. Oh, Golden Bennett. The flexibility of these... Liquid neural nets meant boosting the bloodline to our connected world, yielding better decision making for many tasks involving time series data such as brain and heart monitoring, weather forecasting and stock pricing. But These models become computationally expensive as their number of neurons and synapses increase and require clunky computer programs to solve their underlying, complicated math. (laughs) Math? Math. (laughs) And all of this math, similar to many physical phenomena, becomes harder to solve with size, meaning computing lots of small steps to arrive at a solution. Another interesting quote mentioning liquid neural networks. Recent neural network architectures such as neural ODE's and the liquid neural networks have hidden layers composed of specific dynamical systems representing infinite latent states instead of explicit stacks of layers, says Sildemar Montiero. AI and Machine Learning Group lead at Aurora Flight Sciences, a Boeing company, who was not involved in this paper. These implicitly defined models have shown state of the art performance while requiring far fewer parameters than the conventional architectures. However, their practical adoption has been limited due to the high computational cost required for training and inference. Double figures and slightly before halfway, we have number 10. This news item not directly related to artificial intelligence, huh? What's it doing here then? But still pertinent. And- oh, I get it. Because many people affected work in area of artificial intelligence, like data scientists, etc. The Washington Post reports big tech investors are done with science projects. Uh oh. <laughs> Uh, this is not the time to have an AI winter people slumping stock prices and slowing growth has the biggest technology companies and investors thinking about what it will take to reverse their fortunes time and some competent leadership I should imagine well elected representatives let's put it that way finding new lucrative sources of growth is the preferred way out But it's hard to find opportunities big enough to move the needle when your revenues are already in the tens or hundreds of billions of dollars per year. Yeah, you greedy guts. me, Greedy, greedy people. Makes me mad. Terrible thing, greed. An innate weakness in weak people. Whether they're rich or poor, if you're greedy. You disgust me. Say a look at yourself in the mirror, greedy guts. Ugh. That makes cost cuts the most obvious way to boost profit. An uncomfortable option for an industry that hasn't had a major belt tightening phase in 20 years. After investors showed their displeasure with the lack of cost control demonstrated by tech companies in the third quarter Q3. It appears that management teams have had a change of heart. Hmm. Management teams. Right, yeah, pick up some tools and do some work, management. No, in all honesty, it's quite hard managing people. I manage a few with the pubs. And it's a nightmare to keep them behaving well. In the past two weeks, both. Facebook Parent, Meta Platforms Incorporated and Amazon Incorporated have begun laying off staff with plans for about 10,000 job cuts each in various departments. Hmm, I wonder what departments they're going to cut first. That wasn't a loaded question. I genuinely i am wondering that. I bet it's not on the board though, is it? Eh? Uh? Huh? Huh? Earlier this week, a large investor in Alphabet Incorporated wrote to that company, pushing for meaningful cost cuts there as well. Elon Musk cut about half the workforce at Twitter Incorporated after his takeover. But that's a different story. Yes, that is. Maybe there's just twice as many people than they need employed. Mm-hmm could be that couldn't it halfway along legs 11 and more reuters reports let's see what they've got to say super voters override self-driving truck controls if only it weren't so easy to see what's behind the latest mess at too simple (laughs) i'll see what they did there The self-driving track technology developer has descended into corporate governance chaos after the ousted chief executive, Zhaidao Hu, turned around and fired the entire board of directors. Hey, that's what I said to do! The situation was made possible by a dual-class share structure that gives Hu and his co-founder Mo Chen 59% voting control despite their far smaller economic stakes. Well, that's a bad deal. Whoever signed that, was, they signed a bad deal. They left themselves wide open. The boardroom cleanout, which includes a director installed as part of a deal with the US government... Triggers a potential delisting from NASDAQ because there's now an insufficient number of independent members. It's no point writing it down. Nothing's going to beat that last one for show titles. Ah, sorry, I write it down anyway. Too Simple says it intends to become compliant, but this debacle deepens the company's swift reversal of fortune. Too Simple achieved a nearly 8.5 billion dollar, that's billion with a B, billion dollar market value when it went public in April 2021. It's now worth about 640 million dollars. Well that's still a lot of money but that is a lot less than the 8.5 billion it was worth isn't it? And due to an Absolutely calamitous. Forty-eight and now seventy-two hours in my life. That's me, Gregory William Forsyth Foreman's life. I have to stop recording this, and I wa- I this is unprecedented. I apologise. We have a whole eleven other articles to go through, and we will go through them we have two corners to go through in fact what i will do is i will i will do the end of half our news items i'll do history corner then we'll end then i will re i will record the next half of the show as and when i can and what we'll do is we'll release it next monday and then we'll do another show that Monday afterwards. So it's like forty-four point five will be next. You, you you see what I mean? I'd try and explain to you why this is this is how this is, but I'm not an excuses guy. I don't do excuses. I just it is it is what it is and. That's all. There, that's all there is to it. So that's the end of half our news items. Oh, and um, also while we're there, yes. Oh, yeah. The segment where you guess my prompt for the previous artwork. Uh, we had a total number of zero submissions. So here it is. This was the prompt: robot training robot dog to sit fetch and other tricks hmm that's that's how we got that image by me putting that in there and we actually crowdsourced the decision-making process on jitsi yes right so and now history corner history of big data the three phases. The evolution of big data can roughly be subdivided into three main phases. Each phase has its own characteristics and capabilities. In order to understand the context of big data today, it is important to understand how each phase contributed to the contemporary meaning of big data. Mm, yeah, I subscribe to that. That old adage that I've heard repeated on a podcast called Mo Facts uh, that uh, to be understood, first you must understand. So let's understand big data together. Big data phase 1.0. 1. 0. 0. 1. 1.0. 0. Data analysis, data analytics, and big data originate from the long-standing domain of database management. It relies heavily on the storage, extraction and optimization techniques that are common in data that is stored in Relational Database Management Systems or RDBMS. Database management and data warehousing are considered the core components of Big Data Phase 1. It provides the foundation of modern data analysis as we know it today. Using well-known techniques such as database queries, online analytical processing, and standard reporting tools. Big Data Phase 2.0 2.0. So tempting to say, oh, sounds cooler, doesn't it, than zero? Um, But we'll stick with zero. (laughs) 2.0. Since the early 2000s, the Internet and the Web began to offer unique data collections and data analysis opportunities. With the expansion of web traffic and online stores, companies such as Yahoo, Amazon, and eBay started to analyze customer behavior by analyzing click rates, IP-specific location data, and search logs. This opened a whole new world of possibilities. From a data analysis, data analytics, and big data point of view, HTTP-based web traffic introduced a massive increase in semi-structured and unstructured data, Besides the standard structure data types, organizations now needed to find new approaches and storage solutions to deal with these new data types in order to analyze them effectively. The arrival and growth of social media data greatly aggravated the need for tools, technologies and analytics techniques that were able to extract meaningful information out of this unstructured data. BIG DATA PHASE 3.0 Although web-based unstructured content, it's still the main focus for many organizations in data analysis, data analytics, and big data. The current possibilities to achieve valuable information are emerging out of mobile devices. Mobile devices not only give the possibility to analyse behavioural data, such as clicks and search queries, but also give the possibility to store and analyse location-based data, GPS data, With the advancement of these mobile devices, it is possible to track movement, analyze physical behavior and even health-related data, number of steps you take per day, this data provides a whole new range of opportunities, from transportation to city design and healthcare. Simultaneously, the rise of sensor based internet enabled devices is increasing the data generation like never before, famously coined as the Internet of Things, IOT, millions of TVs, thermostats, wearables, and even refrigerators are now generating zettabytes of data every day. Zettabytes? Cool. Wow, okay. And the race to extract meaningful and valuable information out of these new data sources has only just begun. We've only just begun and yet another view on history of big data. 90% of the available data has been created in the last 2 years and the term big data has been around since 2005 when it was launched by O'Reilly Media. However, the usage of big data and the need to understand all available data has been around much longer. In fact, the earliest records of, yeah, I was going to say, about 8,000 years it's been around for. Yeah, Hmm? remember that little thing he said, that J guy who came back? and said, the end times would be like the days of Noah. Well, here's a little fact about the days of Noah. Big data existed, and they loved to collect it, they being the powers that be. In fact, the earliest records of using data to track and control businesses date back from 7,000 years ago... (coughs) when accounting was introduced in Mesopotamia in order to record the growth of crops and herds. Accounting principles continued to improve, and in 1663, John Graunt recorded and examined all information about mortality rolls in London. He wanted to gain an understanding and build a warning system for the ongoing bubonic plague in the observations made upon the bills of mortality (laughs) the bills of mortality coffee table book here we come which provides great insights into the causes of death in the 17th century because of his work graunt can be considered the father of statistics what a title. Put that on your tombstone and smoke it. From there on, the accounting principles improved, but nothing spectacular happened until in the 20th century, the information age started. The earliest remembrance of modern data is from the 1887 year when Herman Honoreth, invented a computing machine that could read holes punched into paper cards in order to organize census data. The 20th century. The first major data project is created in 1937 and was ordered by the Franklin D. Roosevelt administration in the USA. After the Social Security Act became law in 1937, The government had to keep track of contribution from 26 million Americans and more than 3 million employers. IBM got the contract to develop punch card reading machine for this massive bookkeeping project. The first data processing machine appeared in 1943 and was developed by the British to decipher Nazi codes during World War II. This device, named Colossus, searched for patterns in intercepted messages at a rate of five characters per second, thereby reducing the task from weeks to merely hours. In 1952, the National Security Agency, or NSA, is created and within 10 years contracts more than 12,000 cryptologists. They are confronted with information overload during the Cold War as they start collecting and processing intelligence signals automatically. In 1965, the United States government decided to build the first data center to store over 742 million tax returns and 175 million sets of fingerprints by transferring all those records onto magnetic computer tape that had to be stored in a single location. The project was later dropped out of fear for Big Brother but it is generally accepted that it was the beginning of the electronic data storage era. In 1989, British computer scientist Tim Berners-Lee invented, eventually, the World Wide Web. Yeah, allegedly (laughs) He wanted to facilitate The sharing of information Via a hypertext system Little could he know At the moment The impact of his invention As of the 1990s The creation of data is spurred as more and more devices are connected to the internet. In 1995, the first supercomputer is built, which was able to do as much work in a second than a calculator operated by a single person can do in 30,000 years. THE 21ST CENTURY In 2005, Roger Mugallis from O'Reilly Media coined the term Big Data for the first time, only a year after they created the term Web 2.0. It refers to a large set of data that is almost impossible to manage and process using traditional business intelligence tools, 2005 is also the year that Hadoop was created by Yahoo. Built on top of Google's MapReduce, the goal was to index the entire World Wide Web. And nowadays, the open source Hadoop is used by a lot of organizations to crunch through huge amounts of data. Huge amounts of data! As more and more social networks start appearing and the web 2.0 takes flight, more and more data is created on a daily basis. Innovative startups slowly start to dig into this massive amount of data and also governments start working on big data projects. In 2009, the Indian government decides to take an iris scan, fingerprints, and photograph of all its 1.2 billion inhabitants. Wow, wonder how they got on with that. All this data is stored in the largest biometric database in the world. In 2010, Eric Schmidt speaks at the Techonomy conference in Lake Tahoe in California. And he states that There were five exabytes of information created by the entire world between the dawn of civilization and 2003. Now that same amount is created every two days. In 2012, the McKinsey Report on Big Data, the next frontier for innovation, competition, and productivity, states that in 2018, the USA alone will face a shortage of 140,000 to 190,000 data scientists, as well as 1.5 million data managers. In the past few years, there has been a massive increase in big data startups all trying to deal with big data and helping organizations to understand big data and more and more companies are slowly adopting and moving towards big data. However, while it looks like big data is around for a long time already, In fact, big data is as far as the internet was in 1993. The large big data revolution is still ahead of us, so a lot will change in the coming years. Let the big data era begin! (sighs) And unfortunately, that's it for this week. I will see you in one week's time, promises, full promises, pinky promise, all that stuff. Until then, stay safe, clump, and stay dangerous, chippy Chuckly, chortles. singularity is near yo we sure hope not yo back at you